this has been identified as a problem mm. and you know we're part of the solution um by no means do we see ourselves as the sticking plaster for food waste you know ideally there would be no food waste or you know like very very minimal um it's just at the moment due to the way food is produced in the uk and many parts of the world um this is just part of the solution to help mitigate the problem yeah that was Steph Lynch Ozana, who is the Communications and Campaigns Manager for Open Kitchen MCR, or Open Kitchen Manchester, which is a waste food catering company, social enterprise here in Manchester. And um, yeah, so it's something a little bit different for the podcast, um, chatting to... A, a charity a social enterprise and it was really great really interesting chat I think they're a really really great um charity a really good enterprise doing really important work and Steph talks about the work that they do how they do it um what kind of events they cater for where they get their food from how that kind of supply chain works um, and then what they do with the profit that they make and how it goes back into um, other local charities in Manchester supporting things like homelessness um, and stuff like that. So it was a really good chat and I felt it was really important to reach out to an organisation like that and to maybe you know have other charitable organisations and social enterprises on the podcast in the future because... Like I said in my episode that was about how I see holistic living, you know, this is all part of that wider whole of holistic living. So, yeah, and and food waste is such a um, big and important issue right now, especially when we're thinking about the the mark the footprint that we leave on the planet and things that we can do. Steph certainly enlightened me on a lot of stuff, um, uh, including how many bananas go to waste each day um yeah on a household level and that was shocking (laughs) to me so yeah I hope you enjoy this episode and if you want to find out more about um social uh sorry about open kitchen Manchester afterwards then all the links to their website and their social media and everything will be in the show notes so do head over and check them out um they're always looking for volunteers and things like that so yeah I hope you enjoy the episode Hello and welcome to Create Shift. My name's Ellen Carr. As well as being the host of this podcast, I'm a writer, a yoga teacher, and a holistic living mentor. This podcast is here to support, encourage, and inspire you to live your most purposeful and holistic life. The conversations had, questions asked, and thoughts presented are here to awaken that whispering of your soul, your own questions about the life you want to lead, and to give you the confidence that you can create the shift you want to make in your life. I believe that the way to true health and happiness, individually and collectively, is to live a truly holistic life. A life that is driven by a purpose that feels true and right to us, and that helps us to feel connected to ourselves and each other and the world around us, and that leaves us feeling fulfilled and content. I release a new season of the show in line with the change in the seasons in nature. So normally you'll find a new season coming out around the solstice or equinox time. Each season has a couple of solo episodes as well as interviews with lots of interesting and thought-provoking guests. 
Thank you so much for being here. I really hope that you enjoy listening to Create Shift. If you do enjoy the show, I would love it if you would be happy to leave a rating or a review or both. You can do that on iTunes if you listen via the Apple Podcasts app. It's super easy. Otherwise, you can go onto iTunes, search Create Shift and leave the review on there. I'd love to carry on the conversation with you. You can find me online at being-change.com and you can find me on Instagram at being underscore change. Steph, thanks for joining me today. Um, Hi there. Hey, so <laughs> let's get started with um, my first little intro question, um, which is about the season of autumn, because this is the autumn season of the podcast. So could you tell us um, a bit about your favorite things about autumn? Oh, it has to be food. It is just the season of delicious food and celebrating the harvest. Um, I think it's for me as well, like it's the transition from a lot of like summery foods and you think of all the salads and things you eat over summer and then you transition into like oh, lovely stews, hot pots, really like warming and comforting food. And of course, like, you know, uh, pumpkin season. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love pumpkin pie. It's one of my favorite desserts. So yeah, for me, it's all about food. Yeah, I love autumn food. I know I'm hungry for pumpkin. <laughs> I've been um, over to the States a couple of times um, in the autumn or the fall, as they call it, and um, done like road trips with my partner. And we've been driving along and there's just been like pumpkins everywhere because we've always been there kind of like in October in the run up to Halloween, which obviously like they go, they go really big on Halloween. And my partner, he hates it. He's like, there's pumpkins everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just like really excited. Like, yeah, so I have all these photos just of like fields of pumpkins and stuff great yeah amazing yeah um so why don't you um tell everybody a little bit about um what you do um and the organization that you work for and stuff yeah sure so I work as the communications manager for open kitchen Manchester and we are a waste food social enterprise that um, intercepts food that would otherwise go to waste and transforms it into event catering. Um, So when we say waste food, sometimes that conjures up images of food that's, you know, just about to go off or, you know, at the end of the day or it's not as good. But we intercept a wide variety of food from various levels of the food uh, supply chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, everything we get in is perfectly good. We transform it into catering and then income that we get from our catering service and events that we do, we put back into the community. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's great. Um, so uh, let's talk a bit more about um, how you intercept the food, actually. Like, where? what's the process? I think people will be interested to know kind of like how you get the food, how you come by it, where you get it from and how that works. Yeah, so we work with a lot of different um, suppliers. So 
Um, it's right through from supermarkets to wholesalers to small businesses. We work with um, the Northwest Gleaning Network. Um, do you know what gleaning is? I do not. No, please tell me. Oh, yeah, no problem. Well, it's an ancient practice, actually, but um, Feedback, which is a food waste campaign organisation, has a network in the Northwest that rallies up a lot of volunteers that go out to... Um, different farmers fields so they first engage with the farmer um, and they go into fields where there's various crops or fruits and um, just basically pick them because they're scheduled to be plowed back into the field because of various reasons for not being sold so um, you know much better that they go in bellies rather than being just plowed back into the field after all that hard work mm-hmm. um so yeah we work with them it's a whole variety of um different suppliers mm. um that's really interesting I had no idea that that happened and I assume the farmers like know it's happening and like that's good for them because the food's being taken away and used and stuff Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, they don't know they're doing the uh, gorilla picking. Yeah, I should definitely clarify that now. Um, yeah, so it's a fantastic way of um, supporting farmers in a way. You know, yeah. obviously, it's um, incredibly frustrating for a farmer to, you know, not be able to sell his crops. For, you yeah. know, there's a number of reasons why it happens. Um, so to actually transform that into something positive by working with the cleaning network and then they redistribute the, um, the produce over to like community focused organizations and charities. Mm. So yeah, it transforms something that, you know, is, is very frustrating um, into something that can be quite positive as well. Yeah, that's great. And then do you work with like kind of larger like supermarkets and things like that or not so much? Yeah, it's um, such a wide variety. We work with wholesalers as well as supermarkets um, in various degrees of um, supplying the food. So, um, you know, working with wholesalers uh, to insert food when it's in a warehouse and they know it's not going to be distributed Yeah, um, and right through to supermarkets as well. Yeah, and have you found that um, the sort of different suppliers have been especially kind of I'm thinking like the bigger ones like bigger supermarkets or bigger wholesalers have been quite um receptive and open to the idea or have you like had any struggles to try and get people on board yeah we always work in partnership that is our key focus so um you know depending on who you engage in different organizations there's obviously um varying degrees of engagement in terms of like how they're going to respond to you um but you know the the growing trend is that you know this has been identified as a problem Mm. and you know we are part of the solution um by no means do we see ourselves as the sticking plaster for food waste you know ideally there would be no food waste or you know like very very minimal um it's just at the moment due to the way food is produced in the UK and many parts of the world, um, this is just part of the solution to help mitigate the problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, the the food waste problem at the moment. Can you um, sort of break that down a little bit? Like, I don't know, maybe let's imagine that uh, for people who... who don't know anything about it at all I mean maybe people listening do know some about it but let's let's start at the kind of breaking the basics down of what that the scale of that problem is at the moment if possible 
Yeah, of course. Well, there's millions and millions of tons of food going to waste around the world. And the the problem is, is that it happens at many different levels of the food industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I've just told you, you know, it's happening right at the farm level. So there's like over 3 million uh, tons of food goes to waste in the UK uh, per annum at farm level. Mm-hmm. So again, when people often think about food waste, they think about, you know, the kind of like the whoopsies in the supermarket or people throwing it away at home. That is a problem as well. You know, it literally is at every stage. But, um, yeah, I guess it's just understanding that due to the fast-paced um, supply chain that we have, it is, it's just made it into um, a situation where food can be wasted on so many different levels. So it's really nice that we can intercept it um, in many, you know, like many different suppliers. Mm, yeah so sort of intercepting it at different levels like you said like farming and then yeah yeah down to kind of supermarket stuff and things like that um and then so what about people as individuals if they're thinking about um their own food waste um and and how much waste they produce and they're kind of keen to to reduce that are there any sort of common tips that you share with people to get started yeah I mean I think it's um sort of understanding what you're buying like we're quite used to doing big weekly shops now due to our hectic lifestyles yeah um and that I guess that's really transformed over you know from hundreds of like 50 years like it's transformed where we would often have local butchers you know you get your milk delivered it was all very much on a, a smaller scale whereas as people have sped up um, with busier and busier lives you know you tend to go for that big bulk shop so that's I guess one of the problems um, is that you don't really predict how much food you need from that shop mm. um, and then obviously um, you know we're encouraged as consumers to over consume at times with lots of offers um, and then it's right through to just um, maybe people not really knowing the value of cooking like leftovers and what you can actually transform it into mm-hmm. yeah 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 sometimes you have to get quite creative yeah. don't you but I think people might be scared to do that and then like sometimes I've made amazing meals out of leftovers where I've just like chucked a few different spices in and turned it into something else and I'm like oh great <laughs> yeah exactly there's so many things you can do one of my favorites is um making banana bread I absolutely love it and oh yeah yeah it's like 1.4 million bananas are estimated to be like wasted each day at household level yeah I know it's crazy isn't it yeah Yeah. um you know just by them going you know a bit black or discolored and uh people think you know we'll get rid of them but actually you know there's so much you can create and even like you know your basic smoothie you know like Uh it's so much you can do but I guess sometimes about that awareness that's you know people don't think to do that um so definitely at that you know the household level is a great way to start and you know anyone can do it Mm, yeah yeah I love banana bread um yeah you're hungry like talking to you I want pumpkin pie I want banana yeah <laughs> yeah this job has made me quite a foodie yeah, yeah, um that's um an interesting point as well that you, what you said about the bananas and like people throwing them away because they've gone a bit you know they, they look a bit gross and black or whatever I think um 
sort of because of the way we buy food now and stuff and it looks so like kind of literally shiny in many cases of like fruit and veg and stuff it's like got that shine on it or it's packaged and we've got the best bulk before dates and we kind of become maybe like a little bit distant from our food sort of thing and like we like so if it starts if it looks a bit funny we kind of don't want it because we've been sort of um growing accustomed to buying stuff that looks sort of perfect or whatever and then if it starts to go a bit funny we think we can't use it or do you know what I mean yeah of course I mean it's kind of uh, I guess a cultural transformation that we've been in isn't it you know that um it's quite ironic in a way that now they're selling these like wonky vegetables which to me aren't wonky but you know like um it's that you know like trying to sort of um address sustainability by I mean it certainly helps but labeling fruit and veg as if they're you know not as perfect or they look a certain way when it's almost like that's not the attitude we should be taking to fruit and veg you know it is you know it's it looks how it looks but it's actually the nutrition that counts yeah 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 it's like um you can buy obviously tomato uh, not tomatoes carrots with them with dirt on them if you go to kind of gross green grocers or sort of different food yeah. type shops and things um and just like a lot of people have an aversion to that because they're like well it's got soil on it or whatever or um or um someone that I know he's got um his own chickens and so obviously they get they get their own eggs and he says that his his mother-in-law won't won't eat them because they've got a little bit of dirt and kind of oh, right. a bit of chicken poo on the eggshell or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing and I guess that kind of attitude kind of fuels people's slight aversion to like you said at the start when you say um you use waste food and people kind of go oh well <laughs> yeah um this is a little bit of that maybe and like um a little bit of let's talk a little bit about um best before and use by dates um actually okay no problem because <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, something that we sort of we stick to really strongly don't we like a lot of food is thrown away isn't it that's perfectly usable because it's gone past its kind of best before right yeah, I mean, certainly there's like numerous products that have the best before. And again, it's, I guess, a way of sort of protect, uh, protecting the products um, integrity in a way. You know, like it's, yeah. you, know, you know, supermarkets want to sell things when they are particularly taste a certain way or yeah. they look a certain way. Um, so again, it's just really enforcing that sort of culture um but yeah it's you know a lot of the time it's estimates as well so mm. it doesn't necessarily mean you know it does affect the product by that time um obviously um like sell by dates you know we certainly would say you know like that you know that's something that you should really stick to you know there's yeah. times where you can you know you, you can do the stiff test yeah. uh, when you're at home and I think you can make very sensible educated guesses when you're in your own kitchen but obviously you know best before day and sell by are actually you know they're, they're very different yeah and I think sometimes people don't know that like I used to be very much like very nervous about about going past the best before until I sort of sat down and thought about it and realized that and like, yeah. and even now I will eat stuff after the sell by if I kind of trust it you know like and it's yeah I guess building up that trust in, in what you think and believe as well um which is again kind of connecting with the food on that more personal level I guess kind of uh yeah yeah for sure you think about it um so with the the catering that you do what kind of events do you do you tend to cater for 
we do such a wide variety and I think again going back to my earlier point when I said um, you know sometimes I mean like all our um, customers that come to us for event catering are always so you know amazed by the quality you know we, we really do focus on producing high quality catering packages ranging from street foods canapes and so it's amazing when you do eliminate that sort of you know some people think oh waste food what's it going to be like it's not going to be that great and then they're absolutely like yeah. astounded you know at the quality and we have um three absolutely amazing chefs um, who are so versatile and they can, you know, really take on the challenge every day of, you know, creating such um, beautiful dishes from, you know, products that they don't always know if they're going to be in or not. So, mm. yeah, so it's like a real large scale ready, steady cook. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, they, they rise to the challenge each time and they just do such an amazing job. So it's it's certainly wonderful for me to receive the feedback and receive the comments and mm. just look at people's faces when they're, they're eating this amazing food and they yeah. cannot believe that it would have gone to landfill or incineration. It's yeah. That's the, the best bit about educating people around, you know, brackets, what waste food is. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And I saw on your social media that you did a wedding recently as well. That looked really great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely fantastic. And again, um, absolutely amazing to um, speak to people about, you know, the the dishes that we made and, you know, um, that it would have gone to waste and that, you know, they're really contributing to, um, like, preventing quite a big environmental problem. You know, they're actually um, investing in a solution and then, you know, actually also talking about the community work we do. So, um, again, as I mentioned before, the income that we generate mm-hmm. um, supports our work in the community. And mm-hmm. um, so it's always giving back to the city. So we work with organisations like uh, the absolutely wonderful um, Coffee for Craig. Um, they work tirelessly. Yeah, they work tirelessly um supporting people who are experiencing street homelessness like the work is just so valuable um in like today's economy and then we work with a number of uh, crisis shelters Mm -hmm. um you know that support people um in uh, like urgent need and people who are very vulnerable um another um amazing organization is emmeline's pantry um, and they focus um on helping uh, women and their families who are in need as well so it's really wonderful that we can take an environmental problem mm. offer a solution and then generate income that supports the city and you know and supports people that are having a hard time and it just keeps it within the city so anytime yeah. a customer like a business whether it's a wedding or you know corporate catering it is always really helping the people that need it the most in the city yeah. That's brilliant. That's like a true example of um, holistic living in my mind. And um, I've got, I'm doing a podcast episode where I talk about what holistic living means to me, because I think to me, it's, it's, it's more than what we might come to associate with, of like kind of, you know, yoga and, and the wellbeing side of stuff or whatever. And it, and it is that, but I, I really believe it's like a, a political thing as well. And kind of being in relation with the, with the community and stuff like that, like just exactly yeah. what you just said there, that's like, yeah, that's the way forward, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's about time that 
we all help each other and what better way to help each other than eating some delicious food that's all you say (laughs) um what do you do like so when you are catering your events I am assuming you probably end up with some food left over from the food that you've catered um like you know because you don't know sort of who's going to eat what or whatever I I don't know do you end up with bits and pieces left over and if you do what do you then do with that yeah so I mean one thing we're very good at and what the you know the chefs are particularly good at is um they know the right amount of food to make you know based on the order so again we have the principle that we aim to run out um so we always do a variety and you know we'll stick to and the packages that people book but the aim is that you know we we provide enough food for everyone um but we don't do masses and masses for the sake of it you know over catering which is um you know a problem in itself you know we don't want to be part of the problem yeah um and then the rare time that we do have food you know available like we share it for our staff you know we we very very rarely send any of it to landfill so yeah yeah that's great yeah yeah aiming to run out that's that's a good a good motto I think (laughs) yeah exactly you know it's again we just you know we don't want to be part of the problem so that is why um you know we are very particular how we make it but you know we've we've never had a time as well where we've had hungry bellies you know we've always catered you know the right amount of food so it's a tricky business I guess in that sense but you know again it's one of the the great things about having such amazing qualified chefs they really you know they really understand this business well mm, yeah yeah and it must be yeah such a uh such a challenge for them but probably fun as well to be to be kind of like you, like you said constantly on a ready steady cook type thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> They absolutely um, blow my mind. It's just uh, like the canapes and things they do and then the street food they come out with. And um, I mean, Chef Matt, who's the head chef, he, mm-hmm. his doll is like exceptional. Like, every time he makes it for an event, like the feedback is outstanding and everyone wants to know exactly, you know, the recipe. And, you know, he's, it's always getting quite famous in my eyes in the city <laughs> and um uh, they make uh, bow buns from scratch for the street food. Um, they're just very, very talented chefs. And um, we obviously, they're so on board with the mission as well. I think that is the the beauty of our team is that, you know, we're all in this because we want to see change. So it really does add that, like, um, you know, that essence to it, really, that kind of real positive drive. So, mm. yeah. Mm. So what is the um, the kind of the change that you will want to see? I mean, I guess in a way, like the change that you're sort of wanting to help promote and, and see would eventually mean that you guys would be out of, of work. You know, like you said, like you're not a sticking plaster to the problem, then the problem would go away and you guys wouldn't have to do this anymore. Is, is that like... Yeah, not, I mean, you know I mean? yeah, no, 100%, you know, um it is wonderful being part of the solution, but we are part of the solution. We, you know, we don't want, you know, we wouldn't want to see a, a world continue like this, you know. So um, certainly when we're working um, with smaller businesses, we do help them with food waste and we help them, you know, understand how they can prevent it. Um, and, you know, they listen and they engage because, you know, they've come to us for a reason. 
Um, we certainly are helping some businesses as well, like sort of think about plastics more as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, sustainability is at the heart of everything we do. And that's right down to like our reusables and also our disposables. We always choose the, the most ethical option. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, ideally we want to see a sustainable food chain that is fair for all as well. You know, at one point we've got an environmental crisis where food's going to waste and then we also have a lot of people who are very vulnerable and in need you know in this country and throughout the world that you know are not getting the food yeah need really so it's it's a social environmental problem that we would love to see eliminated mm, absolutely yeah um uh if there are people who listening who are kind of they run businesses or they organize events like conferences or you know whatever weddings anything where there's catering um what advice do you, could you could you give them aside from working with you guys obviously if they are in Manchester <laughs> yeah so I definitely say give us a visit at open kitchen mcr.co.uk <laughs> I'd say that first um okay. I think it is just um first things first is just looking at the different levels of sustainability you know like if you are choosing uh catering you know thinking about your supplier um you know right down to you know like the the type of food that you're actually ordering um you know to how local it is um you know the policies on plastics there's such a wide range of uh, things to think about but i guess it would just be just always think about what is going to be waste and that does come down to food and plastic as well you know like what waste would be generated from anything that you're actually buying Mm. yeah and are there do you know of any um kind of means by which people can distribute their own um waste so say they've had an event they've had like a I don't know say they're a business and they've had like a staff day big meeting thing and they've, they've got food left over um do you know of any easy ways that people can kind of distribute that food waste to kind of charities for homelessness or anything aside from obviously taking it out themselves and, and giving it to people but um is there anything that you know of um I would always say you know encourage people as well to you know take stuff home first oh, yeah. or yeah. you know in that kind of sense that's always a good thing because um, <laughs> yeah. I think there's always this awkwardness around yeah. um, you know taking in some food home but I think you know if we sort of like created a culture where we didn't feel awkward and we yeah. could just put stuff away and um take stuff I think that would be a really beautiful thing but um I would always say uh, search locally for your um nearest community focused organizations whether they are supporting um people experiencing homelessness or um you know another crisis or need um and speak to them directly uh, because you know various um projects and organizations will have like different rules on taking food or how they can store it or how they can distribute it so um that would be probably the first thing to do is just actually scope who is local to you and what they are able to take to you know from you Mm -hmm. um so top tip for anyone going to any events just take a tupperware with you (laughs) yeah let's let's eliminate this uh this culture (laughs) of feeling awkward around that and then um yeah i don't know 
I'm <laughs> down with that. I'm always the one who takes the last thing on the table that people are being polite. And I'm like, well, no one else is going to eat it because they're being too polite and I want it. So you snooze your yeah. Like, <laughs> style, <LA> style. <laughs> so if you're going to a wedding just make sure you've got a bag big enough to fit your tupperware in so you can take all the leftover food yeah, um that's all. <laughs> there's an app called um uh, olio or olio i think i, I don't know how to yes, say it. You know, yeah. that's, that's quite a good one for people isn't it i guess if they're looking to because you can list on their food that you've got and then people can come and pick it up so you'd have to take it home but again that's quite a good one i think yeah definitely um and it's growing bigger and bigger that app as well so the more um I mean the the benefits are huge aren't they because it also brings the community together and gets people actually you know meeting neighbors and you know like um yeah so you know there's, there's probably hundreds of beautiful stories that have come out of that actually of people making friends or helping each other in different ways but yeah um really encourage community food sharing in that way also yeah which and I think that kind of comes back to like you know, to me food is uh, it is kind of more of a sort of um, a communal thing. It's about sharing something. Um, I mean, even if you are eating on your own, it's I think it's meant to be like an experience of kind of like enjoying the food that you're eating and kind of even thinking about where it's come from and like the, the land that's grown it or whatever. And, and I think we've sort of lost that even as kind of like maybe we're so busy, you know, like you said earlier, that's affected how we buy food, but I think it's affected how we eat it as well. Um, kind of maybe we don't eat together as families that much anymore or um, and maybe I'm just... Um, maybe I'm wrong (laughs) I feel like you know or we eat in front of me or we eat really rushed because we're going out you know and um, there is something about bringing back that nature of that notion of community that stuff like that that app does but also you know maybe you're doing with your catering of events people coming together and eating and like I don't know there's something nice in that I think yeah I think um, especially what is quite magical about our catering as well is there's such a talking point so It has, you know, I've certainly witnessed, um, you know, people picking up the catering and then, uh, sorry, the, the dishes and then going like, oh, wow, it's amazing. I can't believe this is from here. Did you know there is this food waste problem or can you believe this will go to um, landfill? And it really sort of like, I guess, makes such a sort of impact as they're eating. Yeah. You know, it almost like you know, sort of awakens the senses also and like yeah, uh, yeah. gets people really talking about some big world issues. So, um, yeah, yeah, I do like that sort of sense of uh, bringing people together or catering just, you know, provide. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one question I wrote down right at the start when you were talking about what you liked about autumn um, was, uh, is your food, um, do, do the chefs try to make it like seasonal or is that, I know it's, they're obviously limited by what they get, but I assume, what they, I don't know. Yeah. Is it seasonal? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we've just launched our um, new menu and it does focus um, on seasonal produce and then that will get um, a new one will be relaunched when we're going into the autumn. Um, so it, it does focus because obviously, um, especially when we're, we're being supplied um, with food inserts that are from the land or they're from wholesalers, you do see like a certain trend in, you know, certain vegetables and fruits you get. So it is really nice to offer that um, that sort of seasonal edge to it as well. Mm, mm, yeah. 
I love I love how food changes throughout the season because what what you want sort of changes I think you know like you said at the start in the summer it's kind of salads and I you feel like finally you're kind of craving it and then as soon as autumn starts coming in it's like yep yeah, make the stews make the pies <laughs> yeah like, exactly yeah I, I make the stodge basically yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put cinnamon in everything like oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like cinnamon <laughs> um, <laughs> um great well I think it's time now I'm going to ask you my final question that I ask all guests who come on on the podcast and um, so it's a two-part question the first part is in your kind of ideal dream vision of the future what changes would you like to see people having made towards a more purposeful and holistic life and then the second part of that is what small steps could people make now if they do want to start moving in that direction I think so speaking personally I would love to see um just people value food more really really value you know the the time and energy it's taken to create that you know whatever meal and you know the ingredients of how it's been produced and um, so really having that um sense of awareness that you know food isn't taken for granted you know it's actually it's been on a journey to get to your plate and um, I think that makes it taste so much better as well um so I would love to see a, a shift in like a consciousness I guess around food um not just in the UK um but many parts of the world as well mm-hmm. um and then I guess um in order to get there, people just need to, I mean, I guess, start making themselves aware of the environmental issues that are going on now and, um, you know, just start making the changes to not waste as much food and embrace the, the old ways of uh, using leftovers. You know, there's yeah. no need to be sending so much to the bin. You know, sometimes yeah. it can't be helped, but, yeah. you know, there's nothing better than... I think feeling frugal and knowing you've just created a meal yes. out of stuff that you really didn't think you could and it tastes amazing. So just yeah. being inventive, having fun and just, yeah, really sitting back and going, you know, how wonderful it is that we can have so much like different food yeah. and just get to enjoy it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's been really lovely chatting to you, Steph. Um, you too. So do you want to let people know where they can find you, where's best to sort of find you if they want to get in touch, if they want to use you to cater an event or even if they're interested in volunteering, all of that stuff? Yeah, so the best thing to do would be to um, visit our website. So as I mentioned before, it's openkitchenmcr.co.uk. Mm-hmm. And then you can also find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And that's all at Open Kitchen MCR. Brilliant. And I'll include links to all of those places in the show notes so people can just go to the page on my website and you can click the links and be taken straight there. So great. Thank you very, very much, Steph. It's been lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Create Shift. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I would love to hear what you thought. Um, Find me on Instagram at being underscore change. Find me online at being-change.com where you can read blogs, find past episodes of the podcast, find the show notes for this episode. So any links that you wanted will be right there and find out more about what I do. I would really appreciate it if you did enjoy this episode, if you'd be willing to hop over to either the Apple Podcasts app, if you listen to this on an Apple device, or to iTunes. 
find Create Shift and leave a rating and a review. It's not just to feed my ego, I promise, although that is nice. Um, it's so that other people can find the show because the more people who review it, the more that iTunes, Apple, the powers that be, will trust that it is a podcast worth listening to and show it to other people who may be interested. So thank you in advance for doing that. And until next time.